So a few days ago, <laughs> the news on Twitter broke that one of the absolute massivest games publishers, EA Games, was hacked. You want to know how they did it? How the yeah. hackers got the source code? So any guesses? Did they go up arrow, down arrow, left twice? <laughs> they did not Konami code into the no. server. I no. <laughs> Smashing Security, Episode 232, Zoom Olympics and Language Matters, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 232. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And we're joined this week by an old favourite, Maria Vamas. She's not old. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like a middle-aged favourite. <laughs> you're not even middle-aged, you're young as they come. Compared to you, Carol, she's young, yeah. <laughs> morally compared to you, sir. I, I don't even know what to say to this, but hi. Hi. <laughs> Glad to be here. Nice to speak to you again. I know. A long time no speak. Yeah, like a whole week. <laughs> Three days since <laughs> we last recorded. What, what, what? Have mm. you guys been talking to each other between episodes of Smashing Security? Uh, yeah. Where have you been doing that? Oh, just on this little uh, this little show, Maria. Maybe you can tell them about it. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it, Graham, but it's called Sticky Pickles. <laughs> Which was nominated for a Best Security Podcast Award or something, wasn't it? Or Most Entertaining or something like that, wasn't it? It is very entertaining. I'm probably not supposed to laugh at that, right? I'm, I'm supposed to be grateful? I am grateful. I am. Oh, God, please cut this part. <laughs> but just to let anyone know who's thinking of listening to Sticky Pickles, don't worry. There's no security content. There's no security in it at all. There is occasionally. Is there? Very mm. lightly. We had a career pickle where we like touched on social engineering for a millisecond. I think that's okay. about as security as we got. And that almost got you an award. I know. <laughs> that millisecond. It gave us the cred we needed to be a security podcast. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, now I'm going to save you all. Let's thank this week's sponsors, 1Password, Deep Secure, and Jump Cloud. It's their support that helps us give you this show for free. Now, coming up in today's show, Graham, what do you got? Um, <laughs> I've got a quiz. I've got a quiz. Oh, great. Uh-huh. And Maria, what about you? Talking about how EA got really badly hacked. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, and I'm heading to Tokyo to find out what's going on with the Olympics. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, chums, chums, I think it's time we had another quiz. The quizzes are so popular, and uh, I'm, I'm going to... You're just missing Alec Trebek, because he died recently, the god of he quizzes. He did? Yes. No, I'm kidding. I knew that. Okay. Sorry, who, who <laughs> is... God, that's old news, but that's the first time that's ever happened. I've updated you on something. <laughs> no, no, Who's Alec Quebec? Who's he? His name is not Quebec, and it's just, just a travesty that you don't know who he is. He's like Stephen Fry, but Canadian. Yeah, oh. there's one of my pick of the oh. weeks where you can see every single question he's ever asked. That was actually a very bad comparison. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to pit you two against each other in this quiz, right? This is a quiz we right. could do with languages and words. I'm mm. going to say some words, real words from foreign languages, and some of them are from our native tongue. For the purposes of this, Maria mm. and Carol, we're going to consider you English, okay? Oh, no. So that, that's the language. Which, we're not doing any <laughs> Greek. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pass that. Don't worry. It's not my so native language either. Can you tell which are English words and which are words from other languages? Okie dokie. Are you ready? 
And if you can give me the definitions as well, that would be even better. Maria, you first. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Are you speaking as though there's a music track underneath you? Yes. It sounds as though you are. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm literally in a flop sweat right now. You've got me freaked out. You didn't warn me there was going to be a quiz. Oh, my God. I'm too caffeinated for this. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right. Maria. Maria. Yes. 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 Thunderplump. Thunderplump. <laughs> Is that Wait, English what a, or a, what a different what a, language? What am I meant to do with it? Okay, um, thun, thunder, thunder, pump. thunder pump, <laughs> thunder plump, thunder pump, thunder plump. Yes, I can't even hear what he's saying. Thunder plump. All one Is this word. Thunder, like P L U M P? Yes. Is this plump. like thunder pants? Well, but with a lump. Can you use it in a ants. sentence for me? <laughs> I seem to be caught. This is going great. This is going great. (laughs) Maria, just say, is it English or a different language? Oh, yes. Good. Yell at her guest. Uh, (laughs) Sure, it's English. Absolutely correct. Well done, Maria. Wow. Great. And I think what you were meant to say is that it's a heavy, thundery shower that comes from nowhere and soaks you in seconds. So if you've been caught in a thunder plump, that's what happened. Kroll. Kroll. Okay. So, Maria, one point. Crow. <laughs> slag room. Slag room. <laughs> I have no idea what game this is. <laughs> is it English or another language? Slag room. How dare you, sir? You're a slag it room. It sounds like English, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shame. It's actually Dutch and it means whipped cream. Slag room. Okay. Maria. Oh, schlag. Schlag. Oh, now you recognize it. Too well, late, my friend. You said shag room. No, I said slag. Why don't you just clear out your <laughs> earlobes? Right. My earlobes? All right, your earlobes. <laughs> your earlobes. <laughs> Crow, you're, you're going to suffer a penalty in a moment. Have points taken away. Okay, right? yellow card. Yellow card. I care a lot. Maria, Maria. Yes, Lovely yes, Maria. Yes. <laughs> Clatterfart. Clatterfart. I know that's not English. I know that is not English. Uh, Do you want a second go on that? A clatter fart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's German, isn't it? It might be derived from German, but I think for the purpose of this quiz, you are going to answer. I'm still, I'm still maintaining it's not English. So Maria, there. Maria. <laughs> you're right. It's not, it's not standard English. It's Tudor English. It comes from Tudor time. So I think technically you do win a point for that. And it is clatterfart is a gossip or someone who can't keep a secret. For instance, hey, I really shouldn't tell you this, but oh, what the hell? I'm a complete clatterfart. I can't keep it to myself. We need to bring well, that one back, yeah, actually. And they spoke I really, really like really that. valley accents in Tudor times yeah. in England. Yeah. So I Good wasn't to too uh, far off when I said it was German because it's heavily exactly. Germanic. Oh, they okay. Exactly. And a little exactly. etymology and semantics for our listeners. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say 2 nil at the moment to Maria. 2 nil to Maria. None of this is research listeners. Please don't listen to anybody. <laughs> Where's the security angle on this story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to want to play. I'm on strike. I crow, want some security. Crow. Fuck. Fuck. Mm. Can you spell it? Because I don't really understand how you speak. Very good. Very good. <laughs> P-H-O-Q-U-E. Folk. Vietnamese. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have no idea. No, it's French for seal. Absolutely correct, Carol. Yeah! Well done. 
Okay, That's can we not? Correct. I do speak French. What is? What, thanks for the. Well, yeah. yeah, but you did get it wrong because you initially said Vietnamese. So technically, it's still two nil <laughs> to Maria. I can't give you points for your second. Really, answer. I think she nailed that one. I'm donating all my wins to Maria. Maria, <laughs> Maria, <laughs> all zero of your wins. Yeah. Final round for both of you. Final round for oh, both God. of you, Maria. Yes. Herkel Dirkling. Herkel Dirkling. <laughs> I can spell it if you wish. Herkel Dirkling. I want to hear you spell that. Yes. H-U-R-K-L-E hyphen D-U-R-K-L-I-N-G. Herkel Dirklin. Well, I, I'm going to guess that is English, but I don't know what it means. Aside from something maybe with Steve Urkel and maybe a time machine or uh, Family mm. Matters. Well, you know what? Technically, no. it's Scottish, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because I like oh. you. It is Scottish for lounging around in bed long after it's time to get moving. That is Herkel Dirklin. You do that a lot, Graham. Carol, final one, final one. Cock, cock. Spell. <laughs> C-O-Q. Okay, so French rooster. Yes. Absolutely. And that is what we're talking about today. We're oh talking my about... God, it's like going to the corner <laughs> shop around the M25. <laughs> That's what this was. It was about cocks? It's about cocks. He just tra- he's really padding it out this week. Cock. C-O-Q, as well as being a French rooster, is a programming language for proving theorems. Oh, for fuck's sake, Graham, really? First released <laughs> more than 30 years ago. Really? Now, now, it was named It was named for a number of reasons. One is that it stood for Calculus of Constructions, C-O-C. We do work, you know, we prepare for our stories. I'm just... But all- also, Astounding. its, preen- its oh principal God. developer, his name was Thierry Cocond, right? <laughs> I- I'm just saying the burying of the lead on this one is, is record books. I mean, <laughs> everything God. will become clear. It will all become uh-huh. clear. Okay. So the language, this programming language, adopted the French name for and the image of a rooster. Well done, Carol. Well done. Maria did, however, win. Now, according to the folks who run the Cox home on GitHub, the time has come to find a new name mm. because apparently... Well, like a company name. Well, a new name for Cox. Or a new name for the, for the, for the language. Yes, because some people are mixing up Cox with Cox. Graham, is this seriously your story for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, this is what is he came this- up with. <laughs> this is, th- yeah. Now, look, this is serious. This is serious. Oh I'm my sure, God! The I'm sure winning. both of you, both of you, are familiar with cock, right? As in to cock your head, <laughs> the firing lever of a gun, right? You cock your your pistol or something. If you handle it carelessly, it might go off in your hand. What? What is happening? When do brains start deteriorating? Yeah, when, when does that happen? Like, is there an age? I'm making a very serious point here. If you just let me get to it. I feel like this should be a sticky pickle when you're invited on a podcast yeah. and the host just goes off the rails completely. What do you exactly. do? Exactly. <laughs> now, the Cock Programming Group, they've issued a statement <laughs> and they've said that they are looking for a new name because the similarity which exists between Cock and... <clears throat> this is right? not how you get more female this, listeners, by the way. This, this, if that's, well, if that's this the is game. the point, Carl. This is the point, right? <laughs> oh, they God. say... Did they get cancelled over Cox? The similarity has already led to some women turning away from cock and others getting harassed when they say sake. they were working on cock it says i oh <laughs> they started God. their own their new language and so <laughs> and so 
Apparently, it makes some English conversations about cock with what they call lay people simply more difficult. So they are running a competition to come up with a new name for cock. I've got one. Okay, let's hear it. Clit. Hmm? <laughs> Clit. I think it's time. I think you've put your finger on it, Crow. <laughs> oh my God. What am I doing on this podcast? (laughs) Warming up for our next recording. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. I love it. I mean, to be clear, I love this. One one (laughs) suggestion that's been made is to pronounce it Coke, right? Mm. Let's start calling it Coke instead of cock, but that has problems as well. Like you could say, oh, these lines of high quality Coke. Have really made me happy, right? <laughs> or and some people are saying we well, we can't be affiliated with the drinks company, and we don't want to, you know, or the brothers. Hardcore drugs. There are many, many words that mean two things that don't, you know, right? So, I, but apparently, I think- female developers and other people who don't like cock or don't want to be associated with cock oh are God. put off by the name. Create your own language, cannot, girls. Yeah. Do it. I'm with you, 100%. Can I just say, this reminds me of, there's like an underwriter for National Public Radio here in the States called mm. His Cox. And the whole thing mm. is like, this story has been brought to you by His Cox. And like, the, the announcer says it like 20 times. And I don't know how they do it without cracking up. Because every time I hear it, I'm just like, His Cox. There is legitimately Hiscox, a company Hiscox, called Hiscox. His Cox. His Cox. His Cox. And they have to spell it and everything. It's amazing. Do you- <laughs> Do you want to hear some of the suggestions on alternative names okay, other than no. Carols? Oh, um, sure. They're not going to be as good. So we've yeah. got Lecoq, right? We've got Cockpit. We've got Peacock, which I'm not actually sure really helps. Someone has suggested <laughs> the, the Latin word for rooster. Do you know what that is? It's gallus. Which sounds yes. rather like... Yes. Yes, right. <laughs> no, it is, because there's a brand in France called Gallus. Ah, I'm sure well, of it. And yeah, you're, the, yeah. you're the gouloise, aren't you? Are you, when um, you no, smoke... gourmet. When you, when you smoke the... Uh, <laughs> the gouloise. Yeah. Oh, gouloise yeah. cigarettes. Yeah, yes. yeah, I used to. Yeah, so that I must be it. Anyway, now, I think language is pretty important. And the use of do words you, is Graham? quite important. I do. I don't know if you drove that point home with the quiz at the beginning. I, I think... I th- I feel like I've made That's that point That's why you did so much research on cars. Oh, I've yes. done quite a lot of research <laughs> on the foreign words. Now, no less a body than the UK's National Cyber Security Centre last year announced that it would be changing the wording it uses on its website. And they said that we were no longer going to use the terms whitelist and blacklist mm-hmm. yes. to yeah. describe my, what you might want to allow or block on your computer. That's pretty standard now. A lot of orgs are moving away from that. Yeah. A lot of them are, right? Already and they're have, suggesting, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, rather than using white list and black list, use allow list and, and maybe block list or deny block list. list yeah. or yeah. deny list. Yeah, which are all. And, and when they did this, there was this furore on social media from, how can you do this? What's wrong with saying these terms? You know, you're all gone politically correct, gone mad, and all, all this sort of thing. But it's like all of two people get mad about it. But there was this. lots of ringing of handkerchiefs. Over whether, you know, this should be right or not. And, and I thought, well, actually, no, this is a good thing. And I remember I went to my website and I did a little search and replace. And I had used terms like whitelist and blacklist before. Yeah. I thought, actually, I, so, did, so did most people. Though. Yeah. All, all, like, a lot was, of us it was did. What, it was the term. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. So, and just yeah. like master and slave. Not defending it, but it was. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just. But there's still some of this going on, isn't there, though? Because yeah. you still get, I mean, will you tell me, there's still white hat hackers, aren't there? 
and there's there's black hat hackers and there's a huge hacking conference called black hat true which goes on shouldn't that be renamed well you dusted off a you know a good argument here graham (laughs) well i I feel like i've crept up on you and 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 turned this quite serious i'm wondering should that be renamed or are people going to get all upset is the is the root of white hat and black hat the same though of the terminology. I actually don't remember off the top of my head where that comes from, but it's an interesting question. I thought White Hat and Black Hat came from cowboy movies. We had one gang versus another gang. I think it actually comes from Christianity, actually. Angels and demons and light Well, they wore dark. different hats. No, 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 but... <laughs> the angels known for wearing 10-gallon <laughs> hats. Yeah, 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 10-gallon <laughs> Hey, your partner. I, I thought it was from the Spy versus Spy Mad uh, cartoons. Oh wow! That's what I always that thought it would was be from. so great if it were. I, that's what I thought it was from because you had the the white hat spy yeah. and the black hat spy. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, but wherever it comes from, the black hats are the baddies, right? That's the way it's portrayed, and the white mm. hats are the good guys. Do you think we're going to handle this in this short podcast? I, I, I just don't know where we're going. <laughs> I right wish now. Well, I'm starting all with I'm... that instead of the quiz. <laughs> I know. I feel my job here is done. I've planted the seed. People are now going to think about this some more. I think maybe we need to get away from using these kind of difficult words. And if it's true that women are being driven away from using this programming language by its name, then maybe they should call it something different, like you suggested, Crow. So it sounds like you're saying we need to have a, a very thorough examination of the language that we use and how we intentionally use it. And I think that's a worthwhile think, discussion. Yes. yes. And I think I, I do think it's going on as well. I don't think people are shying away from that. I... Look forward to Black Hat being renamed ClitConf or whatever you were suggesting, bro. <laughs> and Defcock as well, maybe we could have to. Oh, there we go. God, there it is. There, we there it is. There we I was are. waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah. All right. He made us he made us get all guilty. He, he basically yeah, yeah, yeah. He lured us in with the with yeah. the threat of uh, actual gas smart lit us, discussion. Gaslit us, yeah. got it all serious, and then stole the stole the punchline. <laughs> Guys, I only just made that up. I made that up as I said it. See, he's proud of himself. So clever. Happy accident. So so clever. Happy accident. Oh, steady. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Maria, Maria, what have you got for us this week? Can I possibly follow that? Oh, come, come. I don't know how much either of you video game in terms of like the huge multi billion dollar video games out there, like the Call of Duty type style of games. I know nothing about it. Yeah. I tend to prefer the little indie games. I, I've but, noticed that with your picks of the mm. week, that you're you're more of the indie gamer. I respect mm. that. I am also not like a huge mega gamer gamer, but do you know how much money is involved in these games? A gazillion quizgillion? Yeah. A just metric shitload. Metric shitload, like literal billions with a B dollars in these things. They are multi-billion dollar industries. So a few days ago... <laughs> The news on Twitter broke that one of the absolute massivest games publishers, EA Games, was hacked. They did Tiger Woods Golf. I used to do that. They do a lot of... (laughs) They've done more than that, girl. (laughs) That's all I remember them. That's all I know them for. That's what I know them. Tiger Woods Golf, like circa 2003. Oh, I think they did Ray Reardon Snooker back in 1986, (laughs) says girl. That's... Yes. Well, I I don't know gaming. (laughs) Daily Thompson Decathlon. (laughs) Almighty. <laughs> they do a lot of really, really big mega games. One of their biggest games is the FIFA 
the the, the actual football <laughs> yes, soccer game. I did know that. Okay. So they do the FIFA game. Um, and mm. hackers said that they stole 780 gigabytes of data, including the source code for the entire FIFA 21 game. God. Yeah. And you That's know That's a big money maker for them. It is. It's a huge one. And do you know how much money the hackers are asking for this amount of data? Okay, okay, okay. Let's guess, let's guess, let's yeah. guess. I'm very curious. Uh, £14,000. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. I'm going to go £10 million. Curl, you're closer, but you're still under. Really? I should say, it wasn't even just the source code for FIFA 21. It was a whole bunch of other stuff like SDKs, uh, API keys, a lot of proprietary frameworks, they can basically disrupt the entire EA game uh, FIFA landscape. They could. And they are asking for $28 million, these hackers. They've, they are making the source code available for sale on a bunch of, you know, underground dark web hacking forums. And uh, as of right now, or at least as of September, FIFA has over 9 million users. And EA has 300 million registered players around the world. So... Right. People don't think that any user data was breached, but the potential to disrupt the market, this billion dollar market is is massive. And uh, I don't know, 28 million actually sounds kind of modest to me. (laughs) Would would it really disrupt the market? Well, if you you can crack the game really easily and start selling the cracks online like it's the 90s again. (laughs) Uh, I suppose, yeah. Okay. In the hands of somebody who knows what to do with the source code, you could do some very interesting things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not only could you crack the game, you could probably start making all sorts of fun exploits. You could make some cheats. And a lot of these games are money makers because... The athletes could be nude, for example. (laughs) Nice ball control. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of these games are often using like esports, right? Where people like there's real money being made. So can you imagine? Oh yes, that's yeah. huge, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so Elon Musk could show up, right? And and in the game and one start of the talking about Dogecoin or something. Or, <laughs> I, I don't know. But hey, I just bought more Bitcoin. I sold them. No, I bought them. Sorry. <laughs> I sold them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, they're asking for twenty eight million, which actually, to me, given that this is a multi billion dollar industry, that kind of sounds low, but uh, I'm not saying that hackers are lowballing themselves. Like, you guys do whatever you want. So is EA sitting there going, should we pay this? Should we not? Like, are they being asked to pay? Well, or? the money, it's not being held for ransom. It's not like their source code yeah. is locked up. These guys just right. just stole, like, they just made a big copy of it, basically. So it's fucked now. It, yeah, this, this information is just out in the world. So here's the thing that I find really interesting. Do you want to know how they did it? How the yeah. hackers got the source code? So any guesses? Did they go up arrow, down arrow, left twice? <laughs> they did not Konami code into the no. server. I, no, they did not. Uh, I mean, because these, these companies employ like hundreds of thousands of people, right? A lot of them are contractors. So you've got people that temporarily work for a company and then leave. There's a lot of yeah. crunch uh-huh. in video games industry. So you've got people who work themselves to death and then are unceremoniously laid off. So I thought yep. it was probably... My guess before I heard how it happened was that it was like a really pissed off ex-employee who was like, right. fuck you, I'm going to steal your source code and make bazillions. The actual answer is the hackers bought a cookie for the EA Slack instance online for 10 bucks, <laughs> which allowed them to log okay, into... Okay, it's slower for me. So okay. they bought a cookie. A cookie, like the, the, the file, not the actual thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like Cookie Monster. For 10 right. bucks. <laughs> for 10 bucks that allowed them to log into... 
the official EA internal Slack. You know, the Slack boy, is like the space boy. where employees talk. Where do you buy that? The interwebs. <laughs> Somebody the, had it on, on, on the dark web. Let's on just, the dark web. Do you have a problem with dark web? Are is we turn? Just well, uh, that's, see, that's another interesting one. Isn't oh it? my god! We'll come back to that next we'll week. That next, right? Put a pin in that one. Part two. Graham's deep insight. Put a okay. pin in it. So, so they they logged into the official employee Slack and then Fuck. messaged the official EA IT support and said, hey, we lost our phone at a party last night. Can you give us a login token so we can get into the EA network and and actually log in and do our work? And they did it. Not only did it work, they did it twice <laughs> successfully. <laughs> so like there was no protocol as to confirm your name, confirm your IP. They requested multi-factor authentication, a token specifically from the EA IT support, and they were able to twice get into the EA corporate network that way. So, yeah, I guess I don't know how I guess just being in the EA Slack was enough for the IT to just go IT department to go. Yeah, you must be legit because how else would you be in here? Um, So basically they had no problem just kind of snooping around and they were able to get into the the developer service. They had a fucking doorman, basically, that was like, oh, I'll show you. Oh, you having trouble getting access to that? Let me sort that out for you, sir. Let me roll out the red carpet. (laughs) Yeah, wow. they, they basically were just able to log in and download the source code. They didn't have to do anything tricky. They didn't have to, like, pivot and, like, steal admin privileges or anything like that. They were just like, oh, I'm logged in and here I am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was so easy. Uh, I'm kind of in shock that it was that easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I am, though, because most of them, like, what is it? Like, something like 90% or, like, you know, passwords being stolen or a vulnerability that's unpatched. Like, a lot, a lot of actual real-life modified malware seems to happen. But Slack, it, that's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah, I mean... Just ask. Just ask, guys. Yeah. Stop trying to break in. <laughs> God, can you imagine the boardroom right now? Yeah, it's not like they can just whip up a brand new version of these things. Yeah. These things take years and years of work to make. So I don't know what they're going to do. I think maybe IT guy might get fired. That's what I think. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a little bit unfair, actually. Well, I think- yes. You, if you are commander of the world, I, I, yeah, I dread to think. <laughs> I mean, do you think EA might try to buy it back? Do you think they yeah. might go, we'll pay for it? I mean, $28 million is peanuts. Must be chump change to that. It's yeah. chicken feed, or as we call it, cock corn. Well, we, we don't call it that, Graham. We who, don't. Who, who calls it? Anyway. Graham what? calls it that. Crow, what have you got for us this week? Okay, so there's a little scrap going on. In fact, we should imagine you're watching a boxing fight, okay? And the oh, crowd's yeah. okay. cheering and booing, the lights are on, there's a center ring, and you hear, welcome to the fight dome! And in the left corner, led by the mighty and powerful International Olympic Committee, under the current president, Thomas Bach of Germany. Yeah, oh yeah. He's all enraged and, you know, flipping his cape and you know i don't know loosening his shorts i don't know what they do and in the right corner is the an outraged japanese (laughs) public (laughs) oh right or at least a strong representative group of the 126 million people that live there yeah Mm -hmm. not all of them some report as high as 80 percent okay right so that'll become clear later in the story 80 percent of japanese people are in one corner of the ring right and you right, got Tom, okay. Tommy, Tommy, the king of the International Olympic Committee, and the other. Right. And the issue at hand is the Olympics, because they were mm. postponed last year. 
Mm. And they are currently still scheduled to begin in Tokyo on July 23rd. So like in a month's time. And they go to August uh, 8th, followed by the Paralympic Games. What could possibly go wrong? Well, there's so many things that are going to go wrong. But first, I'm just going to throw this back at you because you mm-hmm. put me through a quiz. How <laughs> okay. many competitions are there in the Olympics? 153. No, less. 33. Huh. Really? Is that eight? Competitions and 339 events. Okay. Sorry, what's, what's the difference between an event well, and a competition? A competition would be like running. Right. And then you might have hurdles, you might have track and field 100, you might have 200 race, you might have or swimming. Swimming is a competition and there'd be lots of events there. If the question had been clearer, maybe I'd have done better. Seems like a very pedantic question. I'm just saying. It does. Thank you, Maria. Yeah. Well, that's what I felt about your quiz. (laughs) Now, the problem with these Olympics is the Rona. Like while many countries like Israel, UK, Canada, and the US might be thinking we're on the tail end of this pandemic, there is in fact many, 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 many countries out there who are still like in the nascent stages of rolling out the Rona jabs. Japan is one of these. They only began vaccinating people in February. And the rollout is so slow there too. Yeah. Yeah. I've got people there. Yeah. Um, and so far, 6 million are fully vaccinated. So that's 5% of the population at the time of recording, a month out from the Olympics. Mm. Now, on top of that, Japan is seeing a current surge in COVID-19 cases. Japan's been quite low compared to countries like the States or the UK in terms of number of cases, but they are seeing a spike at the moment in Greater Tokyo and Sapporo in Hokkaido. And this is where some football games and the marathon are supposed to be taking place. Yet there is a state of emergency that has been put on these places thanks to the corona uptick. So kind of a big problem when you're thinking, hey, there's going to be 11,000 athletes here. So when you say state of emergency, it's, it's like they're in lockdown. They're, they're not, but they are going to have a great big sporting event. Yes. That's the plan, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Fantastic. So several towns set to host the athletes have reportedly pulled out over fears that it could spread COVID. Smart. <laughs> I can understand that, right? Doctors, a union told government it was impossible to hold the games given the pandemic because of the pressure on the healthcare system. Right. Makes sense. Yep. And like, if you put yourself in that situation under these circumstances, would you want thousands of athletes from around the world congregating in your city and attracting people from all over to come watch them? Like, would you in Boston and Oxford, would you want that? No, absolutely not. And I feel for the athletes, though, right? Like, you work Mm -hmm. so hard when you're an athlete. I was like a bebe athlete, right? Like a, really? A, yeah, like a, a swimmer. Nothing, nothing. But I mean, the, the, the amount of work, the amount of swimming you have to do to get good is astounding, right? So to become an Olympian and then to have those dreams taken away or delayed for a year. Yeah. But then the environment being what it is, it's just nasty. It's nasty. Anyway, I'm sorry for all of you out there. Could they not hold a virtual Olympics? A Zoom, a Zoom a Olympics. Zoom Olympics. Yes, Zoom Olympics. <laughs> Everybody's on a tiny little screen and yeah, all pixelated. The, with a running machine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get electronic arts to help, you know. <laughs> Clothes horse in the middle of the running machine so you could kind of pretend to do the jumps. It just, yeah, it just seems more sensible to me. I, I mean. Just make everybody an avatar within the FIFA thing and just have them play virtually. What about what yeah. about all the sponsors of the Olympics? Why isn't pressure being put on them, right? You're going to have these huge multinationals who've spent billions 
to get their name plastered all over the Tokyo Olympics. Why, why doesn't the world and Japanese people moan at them and say, what the bloody hell are you doing? That is a very interesting question because, let me tell you one more point, the people of Japan right. are not concerned about foreigners wandering around town and spreading germies because the right. games are closed yes. to all of us outsiders. That's right. Oh, okay. Right? So yep. we're not going to get swaths and swaths of people flying in from all over. Okay. And not only that, but organizers are waiting until the state of emergency in Tokyo ends on the 19th of June. So in a few days, that'll be the day after the show goes out or a few days after. Yep. To decide whether local fans can even attend. So the question I have is without all these foreigners to watch the games and potentially without any fa local fans watching the games, why is the IOC, the Olympic Committee, working so hard to make sure the games happen? Money. Yeah, <laughs> it makes them an f ton of money. Yeah, the IOC is all about money and yeah, they're the worst. Yeah, I hate them. It's thought to make around seventy percent of its money from broadcast rights. Yeah, and eighteen percent right. from sponsorship. So if the games don't go ahead, it could be severely damaged its finances and the future of the Olympics. They say. Ugh. You know, the country's uh, president, Seiko Hashimoto, has said he's 100% certain the games are going to go ahead, despite the fact the main Japanese people are kind of going, uh, what? We don't want this. So, now if this weren't enough to deal with, mm. hackers have made a way with data <laughs> from the computers of the organizing committee of Tokyo Olympics. So this is not the IOC. So whenever these Olympics happen, you have two mega groups. Yeah. You have the IOC and then you have the National Olympic yep. Committee that the yep. city or the town puts together. So they do all the staging of the Olympics. Now, it looks like this consortium was using SAS from Fujitsu, so software as a service, yep. the very same SAS software that was infiltrated by unidentified hackers about a month ago. This software was kind of suspended by Fujitsu, who was investigating the breach, but this Tokyo Olympics consortium lost names, business titles, affiliations of the participants belonging to about 90 organizations, including the organizing body of the Olympics, the Paralympics, the ministries, local governments, hosting venues, sponsors, Graham, mm -hmm. sponsors as well. Data is looped on them. So they're going to not be best pleased now. That's a double whammy for them. It's not great. No. <laughs> And so things aren't going very smoothly, and especially considering that athletes, I was just reading today that athletes at the Tokyo Olympics are going to be relying on computers automatically matching their face. So facial recognition to make sure they're not late uh, to the start line this summer, because they don't want them to have a finger check because they don't want them to touch anything. Hang on. Hang on. Does the facial recognition work if you're wearing a mask? Has anyone checked that? Yeah, well, it's not <laughs> flawless, Right. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, dear. Well, they need to cancel it, don't they? Shall we officially, as Smashing Security, as we're quite influential, Ish. and we have listeners in that part of the world, and I know the IOC do tune in to us, <laughs> shall we just say to them, look, just can the whole thing, for goodness sake. We've shown you how to have fun. Organise a quiz instead, an online Zoom <laughs> quiz or something. Pop quiz. For the world. You can tell 100% the way you're talking that you've never actually been an athlete. I'm sorry to hear you say it, but... I feel for all them. What do you mean? Because you don't know what it's like to spend 10,000 hours every, you I, know. I play chess. Yeah. I play chess. Yeah, strong, strong <laughs> hands, strong fingers. Strong fingers. Chums, chums, if you remember one thing from today's episode, it should be to check out the leading cloud directory platform, JumpCloud. 
JumpCloud's directory platform makes it easier to solve today's IT challenges by unifying device and user management through a single pane of glass. With JumpCloud securely managing your users and their devices, doing common things like onboarding and offboarding remote workers is easy. Try JumpCloud for free today at smashingsecurity.com slash jumpcloud and help your organization move to a modern, secure, hybrid work model. Around 80% of business data breaches result from weak or reused passwords. Using 1Password can close the gaps in your company's security, combat shadow IT, and help your employees stay both productive and secure wherever they are. 1Password makes the secure thing to do the easiest thing to do. Quickly deploy 1Password to a single team, multiple teams, or your entire enterprise. Provision employees using trusted systems, respond rapidly to domain breach reports, and offer every business user a free 1Password Families account for work-from-home security. Find out more and try 1Password for free for 14 days at onepassword.com. And thanks to 1Password for supporting the show. Deep Secure Threat Removal is a very cool product which takes incoming poisoned Word documents, booby-trapped PowerPoint slides, and the like, and creates brand new files with just the good stuff and none of the bad. It is a neat way of handling brand new threats coming into organizations via web, email, or file sharing, and it can run along your existing antivirus. Threat Removal gives you the good stuff by delivering files that are 100% threat-free, fully functional, and fully revisible. Adding Threat Removal to your defense can help you reduce administrative costs as it doesn't require signature updates or security patches and reduces the time your security team spends on false positives and remediation. Visit deep-secure.com forward slash smashing security. That's deep secure with a hyphen dot com slash smashing security for more information and to set up your free trial today. And deep thanks to Deep Secure for sponsoring the show. And welcome back. And you join us at our favorite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Yes. <laughs> we are funny. We are going up in octaves. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a mouse? Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they wish. Doesn't have to be security-related necessarily. Better not be. Well, my Pick of the Week this week is not security-related. I live out in the countryside. In fact, I live so far out in the countryside that... You're almost up your own backside. I, <laughs> I, I don't have a telephone line. Can you imagine? Haven't had one ever. Just kidding. I sent, Well, I don't have broadband. Yep. I don't have broadband coming down my telephone line. I'm surrounded by sheeps and a ruddy magpie on my roof. And so uh, <laughs> for the last um, six, seven months that I've been living in this particular place, um, I've been um, struggling a little bit with my internet connection. You may have noticed, can listeners. We say. <laughs> yeah, Carol certainly noticed. <laughs> and... And so I connect, I, everything is connected via 4G, but my 4G signal is not very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can now, I categorically agree that that is the situation at hand until recently. <laughs> now, the thing which has revolutionized my life is that I have recently purchased a pointing 
Appointing Xpol 1 5G omnidirectional cross polarized LTE 2x2 MIMO outdoor antenna. Yes, I now have an outdoor antenna on my roof pointed in the vague direction of a <laughs> of the cell sky. tower. Oh, right. Sorry, could you spell that one for me? I didn't catch it. <laughs> pointing, P O Y N T I N G. I don't know what country it comes from. Pointing. And um, my internet has dramatically. Automatically improved. I've now got download rates of about 100 megabits per second, and I can go up, which is quite important when you're trying to do webinars, at about 30, 35 megabits per second. And I'm like, so you hell. have something that's transferring all of your internet connectivity, and you have no yes. idea who the provider is or. Yeah, it's pointing. Point, well, <laughs> Where are they from? Point, what they do? Point, it doesn't matter. They've provided the <laughs> hardware, and then I'm using. Those gits at Vodafone, <laughs> not very happy with them at the moment, who are providing the cell service. So I've got a SIM card from them. But it works. That's the important thing. And people assume, assume, that I've got broadband down a telephone line. Hmm. In fact, I haven't. And it's working jolly well. So if you, like me, are out in the, out in the sticks, you might want to get something like this. Yes, I agree. It's made a huge, huge difference, actually, Graham. Yes. Jokes it's aside, improved our, it's improved uh, our it's friendship. It's improved our relationship yeah. and our professional. Our, our professional relationship. <laughs> that's a good tip, honestly. I might be moving out to yeah. the country sometime soon, so uh, right. that's good for me to know. Ooh, yeah. 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 It's, worth, it's worth checking out. It, getting a prop, I mean, it's a proper, you know, big, like, whoa, meaty aerial thing, right? Whoa. <laughs> Are we still? Are we back to your topic of your of the initial story, Maria? What's your pick of the week? <laughs> Mine is nothing like that. Um, mine's just a Twitter account that I really enjoy. Uh, if you're like me and you're very online or maybe too online, the Twitter uh, world can get very dark and gloomy and just too serious and boring. So I like having little sprinkles of fun nonsense to. <laughs> To break things up a little bit. Absolutely. So this account is at Mondo Mascots. M-O-N-D-O-M-A-S-C-O-T-S. Mondo Mascots. And it is a visual... Uh, um, it's a log of all these really weird, wonderful mascots throughout Japan. So I don't know if you know this this little thing about Japan that mascots are kind of a big deal. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, so and it's and they're kind of can be mascots for just about anything. So uh, I, I in my American head, I think of mascots as maybe a thing for maybe a sports game. Mm. Um, yeah. But looking through this account, there's uh, there are mascots for like prefectures. There's a mascot here mascot here that I'm looking at called Taro, a hairy legged fish inspired by a Bruegel etching, was the mascot for Babel, an ex- exhibition of Renaissance art that toured in Japan. So that they had a mascot for that. Oh, right. So they have these guys dressed in suits that run around and try and drum up some excitement. Yeah, this is the there's a the a mascot for a shopping street. There's a mascot for a TV station. Oh. There's a mascot for it's, yeah baseball team. Graham, and stuff, we need one. A smashing security. Yes. <laughs> it's a fervent delight. I think if you if, you don't have to get a furry suit. If you. <laughs> This is where, oh my goodness, I'm looking down, I'm scrolling down the Twitter account right now. It's Isn't it amazing? Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> Don't kink shame, Graham. 
It's not a kink thing. No, Graham. I mean, it's for some people, Maria. For some people. For some people. Rule of the internet 34, you taught me that. Excellent. Well done, Maria. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Grow, what have you got as a pick of the week? Okay, it's more of a tip of the week this week. Oh. A tip. Tip of the week. Okay. A tip of the week. I have a garden, okay? Small but lush, right? And I've mm. gotten into feeding birds. I have this mm. bird bath thing. I've got various feeders, mm. nuts, seeds, oats, uh-huh. soup balls, all kinds of stuff, right? Oh, Birds no, come, no, beautiful, no. exciting, lovely. Mm. A sure mm. sign I'm getting old. Anyway. Yeah. You are. I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting with the doors wide open the other day, oh. right, looking at everyone dancing around and eating mm. and stuff. Mm. And then I see come out of the thorny and glorious rose patch I have about three feet from my house is a rat, oh. a fat, happy <laughs> rat mooching around, chomping up on all the bird seed on the lawn that the birds I think yeah. are putting down for him. Literally, yeah, right. I think they're going, oh, I don't like that one. Eh, eh. And he's just sitting there going. And you're and very so the, sure that it was a rat and not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have a picture. Yep. I, can oh. it, I can send it over. Nope, I'm good. I, I know the birds it. are feeding oh, the rat. The birds are feeding the rat. But basically, that's what it looks like, right? And he sees me and he darts into the mess of thorny wish of roses, right? Which I yeah. re- totally, utterly refuse to chop down in order to find this rat. And I don't want to corner him because they might fight back. But I don't want him to have babies in my property. Yeah. Right? Cuz yep. that's a big problem. So, I don't know what to do, right? I'm not into rat poison. Good. That's terrible. Yes. Yeah. I don't really like traps because, you know, the other animals. Uh, and like you know, what are you going to do? Throw did it over the fence? Did you dress up as a rat mascot? Yes, that's exactly what I did. And then I walked him out the streets up to like your the place. Like Pied Piper. Yeah, up to your <laughs> place. <laughs> Sashaying your hips left and right. Sashaying my hips, yep. And then I dropped him off. I said, here's Clueless. Here you go. <laughs> Here, you, this, is where, this is your take. Look at this. Great place. So my Wookiee Man husband did some research. And this is my tip of the week because I've not seen the fat rack or any rat for four whole days. And I've been watching like a hawk. Ooh. Okay. okay. Douse cotton balls in like eucalyptus oil or peppermint oil or citronella oil and then just dot them around the garden underneath stuff, at doors everywhere and little, any little creaky, like I've probably got 20 now, tiny ones all around the garden. Rats. No. Oh. Cotton balls. <laughs> okay. There is Sorry. one rat. We have not, okay. not seen any evidence of more than one at this stage. So I'm listening as well. I don't hear any of the, you know, they're not talking at night or anything like that. But they t- talk to each other. Anyway, so I was telling my neighbor about this, right? And telling him to keep an eye out because, uh, because of these rats, you know, because of these, these rats. And he says, oh, God, I just use snake poo. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I've got some like crazy dangerous snakes upstairs and their poo warns off any rodent. So I'm getting a little baggy of snake poo as my secondary defense. Oh, my God. Wow. Well- so my pick of the week, be nice to your neighbors. And get snake poo. Cout uh, eucalyptus, all those oils seem to work well. So if any listener has better ideas, I am all ears. Find us at uh, on email or at uh, on Twitter, please, please, please. I, I have a rat story for you, but I'll tell you offline. <laughs> How do you know it's snake poo? Have you seen these snakes? Or could um, he are they really big I've seen a picture. I think he's got, I don't want to say the name wrong because I'm, I'm no snake aficionado, but I think he has, I don't want to say it in case it's just ridiculously wrong. <laughs> I will find out what snakes he has and I will tell you next show. If it's human sized, be suspicious. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the neighbor could just be giving you his poos in a bag. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't mean the ca- you don't mean the snakes. <laughs> Gross. Oh man. Always comes back to poop. Well, that bombshell us. we've just about <laughs> wrapped up the show this week. Maria, I'm sure lots of our listeners would like to follow you online, especially now they know kind of things you follow on Twitter. What's the best way for folks to do that? Honestly, listen to Sticky Pickles. I don't really use my Twitter account anymore. So listen to the other podcast that I'm on if you're not sick of me on this one. Exactly. (laughs) And you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G, Twitter allows to have a G. And you can also join the Smash Insecurity subreddit. And don't forget to ensure you never miss another episode. Follow Smash Insecurity in your favourite podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Thanks to this week's episode sponsors, 1Password, JumpCloud and Deep Secure, and to our wonderful Patreon comedians. Thanks to them that this show is free for all. For episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest list, and the entire back catalogue of more than 231 episodes, check out SmashingSecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go, kitties. Thanks for the quiz, Graham, by the way. Yeah, Love a quiz. Great. Can we maybe make a deal, you and I? Never do that again. <laughs> Let's not have a quiz for like a month. Okay. <laughs> you okay with that? It's just I felt the story was a little bit lightweight, so I thought adding a Did quiz. Did you? Might... It wasn't at all. You could have just gone straight with that. I would have loved a in-depth discussion on language and, and security because that's literally what my job was for years. Yeah, Graham. But no, you had to lead with cocks. I was like, I would love to talk about that. Cock-led story. It's probably more funny for the listeners to talk about cocks. Definitely. Hey, everyone. Carol here. Now, uh, before we get to our review of the week... I just wanted to share a few cool stats with you about Smashing Security. So, did you know that we have more than 175 hours of recordings available to you? All for free. That means Graham and I probably spoke for like 250 hours just to make these shows. In that time, we've had more than 6 million downloads. Can you believe it? That's pretty cool. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without you, the listener, you, the guest host, or you, the sponsor. So thank you. Now on to our review of the week. You see, sometimes reviews can be just short and sweet like this one. It comes from Mike C123 from Australia, and he writes, Brilliant. Five stars. Love these hosts. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. We love you, Mike C123, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Thank you for listening, and thanks for sharing. If you haven't reviewed yet, what are you waiting for? We're dying to hear what you think. Have a good week. <laughs>